How can I get my family to eat healthier? It's a question many people ask. In this edition of Health Styles, we're focusing on healthy eating tips and simple swaps with our guest, Laura Bolin. Laura is going to share her knowledge and experiences in working with kids and parents through the Sarah Bush Lincoln Healthy Kids Program. We'll talk about getting kids involved in meal planning and preparation, reading food labels, dealing with picky eaters, and just finding the time. We'll be right back after this. Regular exercise is fundamental in chronic illness management, weight loss, and overall health. The 120-day Healthy Living Medical Exercise Program, available at Sarah Bush Lincoln's Center for Healthy Living, offers a custom-designed exercise, nutrition, and lifestyle program to help you achieve your goals and manage chronic illness. You'll work one-on-one with the center's exercise specialist and dietitian, who will help you make meaningful, positive changes and instill lifelong healthy behaviors and confidence. A provider-signed order is required to participate in the program. For more information, visit sarahbush.org and search Center for Healthy Living or call area code 217-238-3488. I'm here today with Laura Bolin, Director of Healthy Communities for Sarah Bush Lincoln. One of the missions of this department is to promote healthy lifestyles to children. Now, prior to the pandemic, Healthy Kids educators went into schools in our region and they provided fun educational sessions on food choices, healthy eating, and the importance of activity. During the summer, they hosted parent and child cooking classes as well as classes for teenagers. Well, things changed with COVID and those activities weren't possible in that format. However, Healthy Communities is continuing to find ways to reach kids, teachers, and families. One way they did that was through a Facebook Live series called Tasty Tuesdays, which you can learn more about at sarahbush.org slash Tasty Tuesdays. In those shows, Laura not only cooked healthy recipes, but she also gave out great ideas and advice on ways to get kids interested in cooking and making better food choices. So that's what our podcast is all about today. Thanks for talking with us, Laura. Hello. How are you? Glad to be here. Good. All right. Well, before we get started, tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and your background. Sure. Well, as the director of Healthy Communities, we have multiple programs, and one of them is Healthy Kids, which you talked a lot about uh, what we do going into the schools, teaching lessons about healthy eating, exercise. We also teach those cooking classes for middle schoolers and high schoolers during the school year. Now, you talked about in the summer, we typically are teaching parent-child cooking classes, teen cooking classes. I just love planning those curriculums, working with the kids to help them get a love for cooking. Um, I just find that so exciting when you, you have kids that get a passion for it, and all of a sudden, they're cooking healthy meals for their families. One of our goals really is to, to allow kids or to teach kids how to cook 10 healthy <coughs> meals by the time they graduate high school. So okay. that is one of our goals. And it's always in the back of our minds, how can we instill 10 healthy recipes that they kind of have in their back pocket before they even graduate high school? So um, I loved doing the Tasty Tuesdays, but we are super excited to get back in schools as soon as we can. So 
in those shows and in your live cooking classes, you always say that you should make food and cooking fun for kids, get them involved because that's what's going to get them to eat some of those things maybe they wouldn't normally eat. So give parents who are listening some ways in which they can get their kids interested in cooking and food. Sure. Well, one of the things I always say is put it on a stick. Um, <laughs> it looks fun and kids will eat it. So it can be anything. It can be chicken on a stick. It can be fruit on a stick. It can be meat and cheese on a stick. For some reason, that stick just makes it look fun and appetizing. Um, there's also doing things like the rice cakes with some Greek yogurt on it and cut up fruit. And then let the kids make any kind of shapes they want. Sometimes they'll make a face out of it. Sometimes they'll make shapes and circles and triangles and things like that. Um, one thing that the younger kids really, really love, and I thought it would be fun, but I didn't know how engrossed the kids would get in it, but they love taking like a slice of watermelon and using cookie cutters and just making shapes out of the fruit. You could do that with cheese, you could do that with meats. For some reason, getting their hands involved really helps. We find in class, that even when we're teaching our healthy kids lessons, if we are giving them a snack or a food to try that's sort of new to them, um, like maybe snap peas, you know, having them break it and hear that loud snap. But if we can get them to put the food in their hand, they tend to put it in their mouth. So we don't even put the food on a napkin on their desk. We actually want to put it in their hands and they're more likely to get it in their mouth. So I have a funny story. So one year after teen cooking class, it was in the summer a few years ago, we always have a graduation where the kids get to invite their parents and they cook a meal for their parents. Because in teen cooking, it's a series of lessons. So they've been learning all summer long. And one year we made spinach burgers. And so they put uh, fresh spinach inside the burgers. And I'm telling you, those burgers were green and they were green, green. It wasn't just a little spinach. They put a lot in it. And I remember the parents coming into class going, spinach burgers? My kid will never eat that. But you know what? Those kids made it, they were involved in it, and they loved it. So it was kind of eye-opening sometimes for us as parents, because we're so used to our kids at home, that they will try things that they got involved in and had some fun with. Let's talk about some simple steps that we can take to make our meals healthier. Sure thing. So in one of our lessons, we talk about go slow whoa. And it's just a way to help teach the kids foods that are really, really good and you can have all the time. So those would be like a stoplight, go green. Um, slow foods are those foods that you can have at some times, but not always. Those are kind of our slow or yellow foods. And then the whoa foods are those red stoplight foods. Those are those foods that you have very, very sparingly. So to give you an example of that, we asked the kids about drinks. So soda would definitely be a red or a whoa drink. Um, it would be something that we have only on special occasions. It's just full of sugar. Um, yellow or slow foods might be juice. Um, and then finally water, we can have that all the time. So that's a green go food um, or drink. And um, if we are applying that to food, it might be something like pizza. So a woe might be the pizza crust itself. If I wanna make that a little healthier, I wanna move to the yellow zone, I, I might use a whole wheat tortilla and make individual pizzas. 
And if I want to go all the way to green, I could make a cauliflower crust for my pizza. So the idea in making things a little bit healthier is how do you move things from red to yellow and from yellow to green? And as the more we can do that, the healthier our meals get. So do I have to do that every meal, every time? No, of course, we're going to have celebrations. We're going to have birthdays. We're going to have treats once in a while. But I want to try to move to the yellow and green as much as I can. So I think some of the easiest things to do really are increase your veggies and eliminate, ad eliminate added sugars um, and soda. Okay. If you can do those two things, it makes all your meals healthier. So you can also do some um, swaps for different foods, and I know you've Definitely. got several of those. Yes, I would love to share some of those. So we talk to the kids in one of our Simple Swap lessons. We actually have them compete as teams in their classroom, and we, we give them three options, and they, as a group, they have to vote. But one simple one is chicken. So you might have fried chicken, and we talk about how that's prepared with breading and oil. You might have a creamy chicken with some kind of cream of chicken soup or something, and then a baked chicken. And we talk about which one would be the healthiest. Some simple swaps that you could do at home might be, instead of pasta, use zucchini as noodles. Mm -hmm. Instead of chips, have carrot chips. Instead of milk, in recipes, you can use coconut milk, almond milk, cashew milk, lots healthier, lot less fat. For rice, you can swap out white rice for whole grain rice or even cauliflower rice in recipes. Butter, sometimes our potatoes get unhealthy by all the things we add to it. So instead of butter, did you know you can cook uh, mashed potatoes using vegetable broth instead of butter? I have done that before, yes. it's really good. Yeah, it comes out delicious. Uh, baked potato, you can maybe swap for a sweet potato. Now watch those add-ins. That's what's going to add your extra sugar and fat. Cheese, there's something called nutritional yeast that a lot of recipes use as a swap. And finally, oftentimes recipes call for you to cook your veggies in oil. Water works just as well, mm -hmm. and it doesn't add any fat to your meal. So, so. talk about that nutritional yeast, because I know you yeah. use it in a recipe. What is that a substitute for, or what does it do when you it, cook it? It really is a substitute for cheese. So those folks that are trying to eliminate dairy from mm -hmm. their meal or have reactions to dairy, nutritional yeast, it kind of looks like flakes um, of cheese, uh, but that's it's a substitute for cheese and it just adds sort of a nutty, cheesy flavor to some of your really? meals. Yeah. And I know you're a big fan of Greek yogurt. Yes. That is in a lot of recipes. Yes, for sure. If you're going to eat yogurt, stay away from those, those sweet, very flavored yogurts. But if you're going to have yogurt, Greek yogurt adds so many more nutrients. It goes through an extra process, and it's thicker and creamier in your recipes as well. But it just adds so much bang for your buck. Uh, it's really a good, good, full antioxidant sort of thing to add to your meals. Okay, let's talk about something called pretender foods. Give us yes. some background on that and what we should look for. Definitely. So we talk about the kids, we talk to the kids about being sort of a detective and looking at your labels. Labels are important. And um, just to give them sort of an idea, one of the lessons we've done is the Hostess Blueberry Muffins. Now that sounds healthy because the word blueberries in it. And so you think, oh, there must be fruit in that. 
Well, it turns out there's no actual blueberries in it, and it's 150 calories, it has 14 grams of sugar, and absolutely no vitamins. So there was really not anything redeeming in it. One of the things we always want to look at is what's the first ingredient on the recipe list, on the ingredient list? Mm -hmm. And the first ingredient tells you that's the most of that item is in that recipe. And the very first ingredient on blueberry muffins is sugar. And so we really need to watch those things. Um, other things might be, what does the label look like? So we kind of teach kids to be a detective in this area. So if you look at Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, right on the outside of the box, it says, good source of vitamin D. Boy, that sounds healthy and they're adding some vitamins to things. But really, you only get that vitamin D when you add the milk. So you were gonna drink a glass of milk with breakfast anyway, maybe the frosted flakes with all that sugar wouldn't be the best option. But maybe you could try oatmeal squares or real oatmeal. So all of those things will be a lot less sugar for you. Another hidden thing is your condiments. Watch those condiments. About a third of a bottle of ketchup is sugar. And we forget, yeah. We it tastes so good. Yes, exactly. We forget <laughs> that that's added into those things. Now, I want to talk a little bit about some, some pretenders when it comes to drinks. So there's a drink out, it's, it's Fanta, and it's orange flavored. It's not really orange juice, but it sounds healthier because it, it says orange in the title. Do you know that that has 270 calories and 72 grams of sugar? A child should only have 25 grams total oh all day God. long. <laughs> so we got three times the amount of sugar in one beverage. We didn't even eat anything yet. The other thing is juices. We talk to the kids about whenever you have the option, should you drink apple juice or eat an apple? Should you drink orange juice or eat an apple? And the truth is, and the kids that are in our healthy kids classes know the answer is real fruit. Mm -hmm. Because when I drink the, the juices, they're full of sugar. Grape juice, eight ounces of grape juice is 36 grams of sugar. Apple juice is 49 grams of sugar, but if I eat the fresh fruit, we call that nature's candy, fresh fruit, that sugar is treated differently and it has all that fiber in it, which keeps me full longer, has lots of benefits when I eat the whole fruit. You know that the uh, um, American Academy of Pediatrics and the ADA finally came out with new regulations not too long ago, and at the most, a young child should only have four ounces of juice a day. That's what, a half a cup? Yes, Something exactly. like that. That's not a lot. Not a lot <laughs> at all. And we definitely, even the standards say it needs to be part of a meal. So we want to, I know I'm the dental program too, but we want to watch just letting a young child have a bottle of juice because it's just now that sugar's just sitting on those teeth. And then we see lots of kids with rotted teeth and the parents thought they were doing something healthy because it was apple juice. Mm -hmm. But really we wanna try to avoid juices if we can. So again, kids should not have more than 25 grams of sugar in the whole day. So eliminating those sugary drinks will really go a long way to help that. So looking at labels is important. Look to see what that first ingredient is. Look to see what the sugar content is and sugar is listed as lots of different kinds of ingredients. And it goes by many, many names on the it label. It definitely does, It doesn't yes. always just say sugar. Yes, fructose, <laughs> dextrose, all of those. The grocery store can be overwhelming with choices. And as you said, labels can be intimidating. Give us a simple way to figure out 
what you, if what you see in the grocery store, that food is healthy or not. Certainly. Um, reading the food label is important. Um, even if you're just doing it to compare one brand to another brand, do a quick check of the label. It doesn't have to take a, a lot of time if you sort of know what you're looking for. Here's what we're teaching the kids about the food labels. We want it to be 100 calories or less per serving. We want 10% total fat or less per serving. We want 10 grams of sugar or less per serving. And if you think about those numbers, they're all forms of 10, 100, 10%, and 10 grams. We want one or more vitamins that provide 20% or more of the daily value. And we want short ingredient lists with familiar words that you recognize. Yeah. So we really go through a lot of activities to help teach the kids, but here's the simplest answer I can give you. If it comes in a box, it's probably not healthy. So it's processed. The more steps it goes through before it gets to you, the more unhealthy it is. So we really want to be eating real food, real vegetables, real fruits, real meats, all those things. If it comes in a box, you probably don't even need to look at the label. It's not going to be your healthiest option. Or if the package is crinkly when you open yes, it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. All right. One thing you probably hear a lot about is, I just don't have time to cook healthy. Laura, what advice do you have for parents? Certainly. I love to prep and meal plan. And I, when my kids were little, I thought that would take so much more time. But I found out my kids loved being able to look at a calendar and know all day long what they were coming home to dinner. And my kids would look forward to, I'm so excited about Thursday night. For some reason, getting the kids to know ahead of time really helped them out. They were excited about it. I didn't get as many moans when the kids came home like, what's for dinner? We didn't have that conversation because it was posted on the fridge and everybody knew. And the more involved you can get the kids, if you have that picky eater, let them pick one day a week. Let that be their day. They're more likely to get engaged in the other six days if one day is for them. Um, but I like the calendar. I like meal prep. Um, and when you start to make your shopping list and you try to figure out what you're going to cook, look at what you already have in the fridge. Look at what's left, what canned goods do you have, and then look for recipes that will match what you already have in your home. Um, for me, my best days are when I come home to a meal that's already in the slow cooker. Oh, nothing like coming home from work and smelling that delicious meal that's already ready. I use a lot of pre-programming -pre my oven ahead of time. So I may put a batch of chicken, it's frozen, I know it's gonna be okay during the day, I put it in there frozen, I put on maybe some salsa and some, some Mexican cheese on it, and then I program the oven to turn on an hour before I get home, and it's all cooked when I get there. I do a lot of cooking on the weekends, and then I store the food in individual containers or, or family-sized containers based on what I'm going to do. Um, but like last night, I made Italian sausage soup, and I put part of it in a family container because that's what we're gonna have tonight for dinner. And then I put the rest in individual containers. The other thing I like too is, let's say you find out a friend has, has something happen mm -hmm. and you wanna prepare a meal for them. I always have pre-cooked meals in my freezer. For me then, that's a grab and go. I've already got something prepared and it's already frozen. They can heat it up whenever it's convenient for them. Um, but that's just something I like to have those things already on hand. 
So to cook healthy, it does. You're not gonna lie; it does take some time. It does, and it does take some planning. But yes. and that's usually why a lot of people end up getting takeout is because I didn't plan ahead. You know, I'm in a hurry. But if you can just commit to it, because yes. um, you're right, I do feel better when I know something is ready at home. I mean, that's just yes. like a relief. So. And and I, I've talked to so many moms, especially single moms, who then feel so guilty when they go through the drive-in again, mm -hmm. or the drive-through, sorry. Um, first of all, don't beat yourself up. You're doing two jobs. But if it's prepared ahead of time, you feel so good when you get home. Mm -hmm. You feel so good. So that extra 10 minutes to throw it in a pan or throw it in a slow cooker saved you a ton. You're eating healthier and you feel better. You feel great when you come home to that. So reward yourself for that extra 10 minutes. That's right. All right. You did talk a little bit about picky eaters, kids who don't like vegetables, or I'm not trying that. Um, how do you help kids or what advice do you have for parents to get those kids over that hurdle? Or do you have maybe a recipe that you can, you know, sneak those vegetables in that those kids might not even know that they're in there? Yes, most definitely. Um, as far as sneaking, spinach is one of those things that you never taste it. But if you can get spinach in something smoothies, all they're tasting is the fruity banana or the fruity strawberries. You throw a cup or two of spinach in there and you've got your servings of greens for the day. Mm -hmm. So things like that are always, smoothies are something really easy to hide things in. But remember to focus on what you're gaining, not what you're losing. Um, and what I mean by that is like that spinach, um, spinach burger story. If I come home and I say, well, I know you're not going to like this, but I'm going to force you to eat it, my child has a different mindset than when I speak the positives. Here's what you're going to love about it. I'm going to put this special sauce on it, and you are just going to love the sauce. Now I'm focusing on the sauce, maybe, not the spinach burger itself. Um, so again, make things fun. And in school, what we do is we always encourage kids to take a polite bite. They have to try it or at least we encourage them to try it. Um, and usually in the classroom, they will. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of times their peers are all trying it, um, so they, they wanna jump in. Um, also, I'm constantly telling kids, and my kids, I told my kids all the time, remember your tastes change. Something I didn't like as a kid I love now, for me, it's broccoli. I did not like broccoli as a kid, but I absolutely love roasted broccoli now. Um, so you got to keep trying things. Um, and then and again, let them plan one of the menus during the week. If you have one menu that's not the healthiest, it's not all green, that's okay. You had six really great days. That's going to be okay. You keep to a plan 80% of the time and you're going to be fine. Laura, as we wrap our conversation up today, talk about some of your favorite go-to foods or recipes, the things that you always have on hand in your kitchen. Certainly. I love the grab-and-go method. So make it easy for the kids and yourself to grab the right foods. And um, so my son, actually, when he was young, had ADHD, and we did something radical. Um, I thought it was radical at the time, um, but we actually um, took him off his, his medicine and we went to a low-carb, low-sugar diet. And um, not that I'm giving medical advice to anyone. That was just something we chose to do. Um, but I wanted to make it easy for him to make the right choices and grab and go. And so for his lunches, I had little containers in the fridge where he could grab his, his meat, his cheese, his sugar-free jello, and he knew exactly what he could grab. Um, 
the idea is purge the house of all those unhealthy things because if you have a choice, you're probably going to lean towards the chips. But if there's uh, carrot chips in the fridge, I might choose that when the other chips aren't even available. So things I always have on hand in my house are whole fruits and veggies. So there's always apples, bananas, avocados. I like celery, carrots. I love uh, bell peppers. I love the red and the gold peppers. Um, but you want to make sure to, to, to allow yourself to do the right thing and make the right choice, you gotta, you gotta kinda, I prep on Sunday nights. I cut up all my peppers, I put them in individual baggies. That way when it's time to, to grab something for a snack or grab something for lunch, I just grab the baggies that are already prepped. Um, of course the kids love those rice cakes with the Greek yogurt and some fruit on top. I like to make my oatmeal ahead of time. I buy the rolled oats, the quick fix ones, and I, I, it only takes about five minutes to put those oats in some water in a pan, heat it up, stir it till it's nice and thick. Just keep adding water, it'll get thicker and thicker. And, um, and then I just put it in individual containers. In the morning, I, if I don't make it at home, I grab my oatmeal, I add a little protein powder, and sometimes I just grab it and heat it up at work. Um, egg muffins, you can take um, little omelets by taking eggs and some ingredients, some veggies, put it in muffin tins, bake it at 350, and now I've got easy grab-and-go eggs in the morning. Uh, one thing that I do, I love to have a little sweet after my dinner. And so for me, it's chocolate, of course. I'm in love with chocolate. But to make that easy, um, I just buy semi-sweet chocolate chips, the mini chocolate chips. I just take a small handful at night. I've got my chocolate fix and it's not super bad for me. Um, it's not a whole candy bar. It's not a whole big cheesecake or dessert or something. It's just a few chocolate chips. If you like dark chocolate, those are even healthier for you. Um, but one recipe I want to make sure everyone knows about is the bananas nice cream. So, Simply take your overripe bananas, peel them, put them in a baggie, grab those, put them in the freezer. When you're ready for your ice cream, just grab that banana, break it up a little bit, put it in your blender, your high-speed food processor or blender, and add just a touch of milk. I use cashew, cashew milk, but it doesn't even take a lot. And you just blend that till it's smooth and it's so sweet. It tastes just like ice cream and it is delicious. I love it. Thanks, Laura, for sharing your knowledge and experience. We mentioned Tasty Tuesdays in the podcast. Now, if you want to see the videos and download all of the recipes, just visit sarahbush.org slash Tasty Tuesdays. You'll find not only great recipes, but also helpful cooking tips and nutritional advice. Thanks for listening to Health Styles. I'm your host, Lori Banks.